What's going on, everybody? This is Trey Dems coming back to you with another Big Ten preview. This is new coverage where we give flowers and control the narrative. I'm excited for college basketball season. We are about two weeks out, and I am going to be giving you a preview of Michigan State. Did Michigan a few days ago. Now headed to Michigan State. I believe that this team is one of the more intriguing teams um, in the Big Ten, maybe not only in the Big Ten, but also within college basketball. So first things first, give you a little recap of their season. Last year, they went 23-13, and 13, uh, finished seventh in the conference at 11-9, and nine, uh, had a good run in the Big Ten tournament, ended up losing to Purdue in the semis and then got to the second round of the NCAA tournament, uh, ultimately losing to Duke, which is one of the better games, I believe, in the NCAA tournament in terms of um, competition, skill level. I thought they played a really good game, but just ran into a team that was a little bit better than them and played a little bit better. Um, so getting into this season, um, I think when I look at Michigan State, the thing that stands out the most to me is the fact that they have so much depth at the guard position. And with that being said, I think that there is no excuse for this team to be as uh, turnover heavy as they were last season. Uh, these uh, Michigan State was one of the uh, leaders in the Big Ten in terms of turning the ball over. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that uh, A.J. Hogard especially was uh, guilty of this and Tyson Walker and some of the other guys with over-penetrating, one. And then the second thing, too, is being too unselfish, right? I, you know, I watched some some film last year uh, of, of their offensive possessions, and I think guys passed up shots too much and over-penetrated too much. And I think when you do that, um, you know, and not, and not just take the, the, the simple play, I think that can really – um hurt you offensively and I think teams can get out into the passing lanes and and kind of uh, prepare for your penetration and I think that it can ultimately lead to turnovers as it did last year um so I think with another year of experience for AJ Hogard Tyson Walker having played uh significant minutes in Big Ten basketball I expect them to be able to read defenses more make the easy concise choice on the offensive end and be able uh to more effectively uh make plays for themselves and others um and then also they they have other guys i think Jaden atkins you know coming into to year two is going to be a guy that i think can potentially be their their most talented uh offensive scorer you know, when you, you looked at him last year, he kind of was more of a defender, more of a three and D guard, but this, the certain, or I guess I should say, um, at certain points of the season last year where, where he had the opportunity to create, um, especially at the end of shot clocks, I felt like the ball ended up in his hands a lot. Uh, you know, he had a lot to his bag, right. In terms of crossovers, you know, different moves to, to create his own shot. And I think, 
when I look at him, you know, even in comparison to Hogard and Tyson Walker, I believe that he might be the best shot creator for himself on the team. Right. And, and he can get it off quickly, right. In terms of his jump shot off the dribble, he can get to the rim with his athleticism and explosion. I think that, you know, he, he is the best three-way scorer on the perimeter that uh, Michigan state has, especially with Hogard right now being an unproven jump shooter. Walker uh, doesn't have quite the size to be able to finish over the trees that we have in the big 10. But when I look at uh, Atkins, his ability to create, get to the rim with his explosion, with his uh, shooting ability to get it off quickly, which I think is uh, something that's not talked about enough. How quickly can a guard get off their shot, um, especially at the power five level? I think I look at him and I, and I say that, you know, he, he has an opportunity to be a top two, top three scorer um, on this team. Going into their front court a little bit. Um, one thing that I'm really excited is the fact that Malik Hall and Joey Hauser get an opportunity to play together. You know, last year they were essentially competing with one another for time. You know, there are certain games where, where Hauser uh, was more effective, especially down the stretch of the season. I thought he he played really well in the Big Ten tournament and, and then in the NCAA tournament. But then there was games, especially in the middle of the Big Ten season, where where Malik Hall was was more effective. Um, I think they complement each other very well, right? You know, Joey Hauser is a pick and pop three point shooter, a guy that can, um, you know, not 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 necessarily a, a low post presence, but just a guy that you can't leave open, right? And and he's a very smart player. He's he's a guy that can uh, make passes. He's going to make the right plays, um, and then you 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 add that playing alongside Malik Hall a guy that I believe will be one of the, you know, top 15, top 20 players in the league should vie for one of those all uh, big 10 spots. You know, a guy that is a three level, uh, three, three level score um, can score in the block, um, can face you up, can, can score in the perimeter, can play off of a closeout, can shoot the three ball and even has a little bit of, of handle to him like a guard at, at six, nine, which I think, um, you know, with more opportunity, you know, not playing, you know, 18 to 22 minutes a game now playing potentially 30 to 33 minutes a game. I think we'll get to see a lot more of that. The one thing with him, though, with Malik Hall, I just want to see the mentality um, kind of shift from last year to this year where he believes that he's he's a great player um, at this level. I think at times I don't know if he was sure of himself in terms of uh, his ability to take over games, right? And, and the, you know, I, I, I noticed, you know, if he had one or two bad possessions through the course of a game, you know, you kind of wouldn't see uh, from him again in that game. And I think that's that's why it was kind of so volatile, you know, where he would score 18 points in the next game, he'd score two, and then he would score 16, and then he would score four. You know, he, he needs to be a guy that is consistently in the teens, Um with scoring the basketball. And I think with more opportunity, you know, understanding the system more, uh, understanding how to get easy baskets uh, within the flow of, of uh, playing in transition and him playing at the wing a little bit more this year, I think uh, he, he'll have a really successful season. 
Um, and then you you kind of go into some of their some of their younger guys, some of the guys that are, that are coming in because you know Izzo is uh, I wouldn't say against the transfer portal because they have Tyson Walker, but he's not a guy that's going to go uh, looking for transfers, right? And they don't they're one of the few teams at the Power Five level that do not have a uh, transfer. You look at uh, Jackson Kohler um, and, and Maddie Sissoko, who I know was uh, there last year but dealt with injuries, hasn't played a ton of basketball. So in my mind, I kind of consider him a freshman. Um, you know, I think those two guys at the five really complement each other well. I think they're going to split time, and I think it's going to be good for them to split time um, just because they they have glaring strengths and glaring weaknesses. Uh, when you look at Jackson Kohler, uh, extremely good footwork in the post, uh, good hands, good touch, can shoot the three ball. I believe in a Pangos game, he had like 53 points and, and 26 rebounds or something crazy like that against one of the top recruits. Um, but with that, he, he, he has a ways to go defensively with his conditioning. Uh, you know, one of the big things is being able to guard ball screens, being able to guard the post. Right. And, and I think that's going to, going to be a learning curve for him. Um, but with that, that's what Matty Sissoko does. Well, he's a great athlete. He's able to guard ball screens. He could switch and the clocks and stay in front of, uh, guards, um, you know, he, he's, he's a true athlete that that's very raw offensively, but I've also heard that, you know, he's, he's made a lot of progress offensively, which I, which is why I believe he's going to be the starter, um, opening night. But I think with that, that could change. I think that's going to be pretty similar to kind of how Joey Hauser and Malik Hall's situation was last year. And in the fact that, you know, in certain games, uh, coach Izzo might start one, and in other games, he might start the other, maybe depending upon, um, you know, the strengths and the weaknesses of the opposing team's perimeter players. Because if you have a team that uh, has good perimeter defense, you might need a guy like Jackson Kohler to step in and get you some points offensively. So I think it's going to be a game-by-game basis, but I believe Maddie Sissoko will be the starter uh, opening night. And then going to their bench a little bit, um, I think Trey Holloman is going to be a guy that's going to be kind of a spark plug. Uh, Pierre Brooks is is a guy that I've, I've heard good things about this this offseason is shooting the ball at extremely high clip. Uh, you know, has, has lost some weight is, you know, a guy that's six, six can guard multiple positions a th- true three and D player. Um, probably the best, you know, from what I've heard, probably one of the better shooters that they've had in the last three or four years. Um, so I think there's going to be exciting to have that potentially coming off your bench. But I think Pierre Brooks potentially could vie for a starting spot, um, depending on what Izzo wants to do. But I think Trey Holloman is going to be an important piece, you know, kind of a spark plug, just an energy guy, good athlete. Uh, it's going to take him some time to, you know, figure out his skill set within the Big Ten game. But I think a guy that will will have some success, you know, maybe similar to Jaden Atkins at certain points of the year with limited time, potentially. So with all that, um, I think the keys for this team this season, uh, taking care of the basketball, I think uh, there is no excuse for this team to not take care of the basketball. And I think, uh, you know, I think that their guard play is going to have to be top 
three at least in the Big Ten, if not, you know, first or second. I think when you look at Jay Nackins, AJ Hogard, Tyson Walker, with that experience, with the with the skill sets, with all three of those guys bringing something different, I think that that has to be the the strength of their team. Um, so I think that's one. They got to take care of the basketball. Their guard play has to be elite. And then I also look, another key is the center position we touched upon. I think those guys have to be um, formidable in terms of playing against TJD, Hunter Dickinson's, um, you know, Zach Eadies of the world. I think those guys have to be able to compete. You know, they don't have to be necessarily be better than those guys, but they have to be able to hold their own, uh, control the glass, um, you know, just be a presence down there um, and play and play off their guards, right? Because their guards, you know, should be better decision makers this year. And those guys have to be able to uh, be able to finish and be ready uh, to score when when the guards penetrate and get them the basketball. And then lastly, just, you know, I, I think uh, this team could be a team that is deep, Um with some of the guys that they have, I think they can go eight, nine deep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, yeah, I think when you look at all those things, if they are able to, you know, really lock in on those keys, take care of the basketball, have good interior play, Malik Hall and Joey Hauser have good chemistry. This should be a team that is top five um, in the Big Ten. I, I would predict that they would finish. I'll go fifth. I, I feel comfortable locking them in at fifth. Um, I really think that this team will have the best backcourt in terms of depth at that position in the conference. And so because of that, I think they will they, they will definitely, I can guarantee you that they'll finish in the top five. So this is the Michigan State preview. Um, making our way out west. Um, Going to be hitting, I believe, the Indiana schools next. Maybe I'm mistaken on that. But until next time, uh, we are out and catch you on the next preview.